Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. An Elio's original. Each week, we decide who's to blame for a historical tragedy. And each week, you tell us if we got it right. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and this is The Aftermath. The Aftermath. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this very special 2023 Mailbag Aftermath episode. With us today, we have producer Clayton Early. Hello. And fact checker Chris Smith. Hi. And we've got we've got mail. We've, we've got mail. Got mail. <laughs> we've got mail. I don't understand. No one understands that except for people our age, right? I'm too young to that, understand that, that phrasing. <laughs> I mean, everyone's Please. seen Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, right? I don't know. Clayton but do they say that the audio, like you've got mail, that's not in the movie. Yes, yeah, it it? that's in the movie. Oh, they yeah. got oh, the yeah. rights okay, from AOL. I haven't. Uh, oh, that was like a big, like <laughs> one of the first big sponsorships. The it feels like. <laughs> we'll have to cut me saying that because I don't think we got the rights from AOL. AOL. Um, we can say you have mail. Or we can also say I, I you said got we've a bunch got of mail. mail. So we're clear. I think we're clear. You've gotten mail. Mm hmm. That's Another option. If There's, you don't know what we're talking about, please just do a quick <laughs> Google search for "You've Got Mail," and uh, and don't worry, time, Father Time will come for you too, and soon you'll be old like us. So don't rub it <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, you'll be talking about TikToks, and all the kids will yeah. be like, "What is that?" Yeah, what oh. are you talking about, oldie? <laughs> that um, unfamous TikTok. Now, how do we feel? Uh, should we jump right in? Because we have some mailing to cover here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's just j open the bag and grab okay. some mail out of it. Well, uh, first off, we're going to read a little note from uh, a, an, a guest expert who actually wasn't available 
um, but wrote in uh, a little snippet uh, regarding the French pharma diet pill scandal. Mm. Mm -hmm. Now, this is from John P. Swan, PhD. Uh, Hi, uh, I enjoyed listening to the podcast on Mediator. By the way, while I don't know about any Snickers diet per se, I know the five-bite diet, which argues that limiting oneself to five bites of food for every meal can have similar effects to gastric bypass surgery, includes a place, and it includes a place for the Snickers bar, or at least one bite of it. So you <laughs> and your colleagues weren't entirely mistaken about there being a, a role for Snickers in at least one diet. <laughs> Good luck with your podcast. And again, sorry, uh, I had another commitment. Best, uh, John, and he's a, a histo- an FDA uh, historian. Um, mm. So maybe in the future we'll have John back on the podcast. I appreciate John uh, having listened the extra to our mile. Yeah. 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 What a nice guy. That was nice. You know what I have all- to say? I, I've, he- I've heard about this diet, the okay. five-bite diet. Uh-huh. The thing that instantly pops into my mind is how big are these bites? Cause if you're taking like huge bites, uh-huh. mm, is it still as effective? Cause I could probably mm. eat like almost all of a snicker bar in a bite. Right. <laughs> and what is it? A- so you're challenging. <laughs> I'm pushing back on this diet. <laughs> <laughs> cause gastric there- bypass, you, like, you literally can't eat cause you're so full, right? That's kind of like right. the, the result of the surgery. But like, if it's just like only take five bites, you can really kind of fudge what a bite yeah, is. Yeah, you can if you stuff your mouth. It depends on your elasticity of your cheeks, I think, ultimately, because you yeah. can put a big old honk and bite right in your mouth. <laughs> And you can sit there for like a half hour just sort of chewing. Chewing. Well, now I can't stop thinking about you eating a Snickers bar in one bite. Yeah, I how mean, would that work? That would be hard, Clay. I they're challenge. That, like the rapper adds like, I, I bet you I could. Okay, honestly. next time we get together, we'll, we'll test we'll it out. We'll start doing videos and then we'll show. Snickers is one okay. of the candy bars among many that I, when I got older, obviously it was young, it was smaller. It was bigger when you were a kid, but I yes. also, and I also, and I think that there's like, obviously I got bigger. So relatively speaking, it did get smaller, but I, <laughs> I do think that they also like, there's a conspiracy behind that, like where the actual product shrinks. Uh, well, I think you're thinking of fun size. I think it's because we got more reasonable and we only buy fun sizes. No, I, I fully understand what fun size is, and that's absolutely <laughs> not what I'm thinking about. Okay. I'm talking about them changing the product of the full-size Snickers bar to be something less than so they can save money on um, resources to make it. If that is the case, then we should do an episode on that. Yeah, I know. Let me look further into that as we go on. (laughs) Before you just start spreading rumors. Yeah, I'm throwing around a lot of allegations here. Our uh, uh, John P. Swan is going to. Right back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, maybe, yeah, say. maybe John might know something John might about know. that. Yeah, yeah, actually, FDA history. This is this is <laughs> why we need our, our guest experts. Uh, while you do that, I'll read a, a letter from Caitlin Caranza. Uh, sorry, French pharma disaster. Hello, I'm a new listener, and I'm listening to both new and old episodes of the podcast simultaneously. Here's my question. How did the fashion industry not end up on the board? Like, honestly, I'd qualify them 
for the backhand. They exploit people and try to make humans fit their sta- fit to their standards rather than make clothes to fit humans. It's such a mess. I love the podcast. And then didn't we her, talk about this? We 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 talked about this after in during the uh, aftermath episode when we realized um, that yes. that was the case. But this uh, male came in before we even recorded the oh, aftermath. So she was she had her finger on the yeah she was already way ahead of us. Um, I just wanted to talk about her sign off, Caitlin's sign off. It mm. says, "We will all die, and that's great." That's the wow. sign off. I th- and I, I don't think it's just for the alarmist. I no, think it looks like off. it's gray, and her... so it's just her regular yeah. sign off. <laughs> <laughs> You're in good company, Caitlin. What a positive um, mm-hmm. attitude that she has toward her afterlife. To be like, we're all going to die. It's great. Yeah, but Doesn't just the death. fact that she's she... living each day. Yeah. I mean, it's it could true. mean a lot of things. I don't, I don't know if that's a plan. Uh, if there's a plan baked in there, <laughs> like, you know, what, what exact? How are we going to die? Is that's a big, a big difference. When, mm. when makes those a difference are answers to, that Caitlin doesn't have no, for us. No, no, but I guess she's right in general. Yeah. I mean, in my in my mind, it's like you know, you can't. It's good because things should come to an end, right? Like you can't have the same president forever it's great that there's going to be a new president someday yes in that case i mean the only thing that's certain is change Mm -hmm. there you go uh but caitlin was right we didn't put the fashion industry up on the board that was a huge blunder i've been going after the fashion industry since the beginning you know i was heavier on the fashion industry before and i i think you know she's really me really making me think about my roots you know i really got right. i have to remember my roots stay true yeah stay true to my enemies <laughs> fashion <laughs> yeah, that's right <laughs> and the fashion industry is in jail right did you have we ever sent the fashion industry to we jail? did i believe we did right uh okay. we'll have to look into that though now caitlin will hear the episode and write in and tell us which one it is <laughs> yes caitlin, Gosh, keep an eye I out i can't believe we've we're coming for it uh done so many episodes that we're starting to forget who's in the alarmist jail you know who will remember deputy chris deputy chris deputy chris and there was a uh we had one of our, our alarmy members uh dina n right in she's she this is on instagram she sent over a meme and it's a, a face of uh, Vlad the Impaler. Mm. It's a, f- mm. a, you know, like a photo of Vlad the Impaler. And it says, it's never too late to follow your dreams. Vlad the Impaler didn't even start impaling people until his mid-30s. <laughs> 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 That's terrible. Um, and then Dina uh, said, uh, I really want to know if Deputy Chris keeps the mice out of his cell. Right. I care more about animals than humans. I'm terrible that way. <laughs> now, mm. what I like ha- that's happening here is that the alarmy is trying to communicate with each other through mailbag episodes. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is stuck in like a hole. Yeah. They're going to unite and they're going to overtake us. Yeah. yeah. Are they sending? Yeah. Because once they start realizing they can communicate through us, yeah, exactly. They can harness that power. Uh huh. <laughs> and they can. We gotta be careful. Yeah. They can now stage a coup. 
<laughs> okay, so this is coming from Josh. And Josh writes in, suggestion. Hi, I love the podcast. I'm on the 2008 financial crisis right now because I want to listen to it all the way through. So I'm not sure if this has been done yet. But can you do the Boston Massacre? I feel like there's a lot to it. And I would love to figure out who's to blame. Thank you, Josh Barrow. So Boston Massacre, we haven't covered that yet. No. It was, okay, hold on. Let's look this up. This is... Uh, it was a deadly riot that occurred in 1770 on King Street in Boston, and it began as a street brawl between, uh, I guess, American and British. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. We'll put we that like up on these. the board. Yeah. Another uh, page in the tale of the American Revolution where we, mm-hmm. you know, threw off the uh rule of the british colonial and we became a nation if you remember that's how america basically became a a country we did just cover the boston tea party josh so if you're looking for things going down in boston (laughs) in the 1770s (laughs) (laughs) i'm seeing it was you know potential causes the townsend acts so which we know about isn't it fun when Things start yes. crossing over, and you're like, "Of mm-hmm. course, I know about t- the Townsend Acts." Right. You know? mm-hmm. I love that. Um, this is coming from Kanako, and Kanako writes, "Dear Rebecca, Chris, Clayton, and the Alarmy, I haven't been up to date with the episodes lately, but I promise I haven't forgotten about you. Although you may have forgotten about me, since you must uh, get so many emails per day." Thank you, Hmm. Kanako. I know. Thanks. (laughs) But I thought I'd mentioned that I was the one who requested you cover the Tokyo sarin gas attack Mm. of 1995. Okay. Okay. Thank you for letting us know. Yes. And now that you did, uh, and now that you did a glorious episode on it, I feel compelled to say a big thank you, as you didn't know much about the tragedy. I hope you learned a lot from it. I will Mm. try not to keep you too long, but I have some points, not necessarily additional things to go on the board, but just some things that I think were worth considering. Firstly, it is to be noted that the people that were recruited to join Amshinrico, or Am for short, were were specifically chosen to be very intelligent people who studied chemistry in university. It was because of this that such an attack could have been coordinated and planned so effectively with such devastating consequences. Yes, Yes. absolutely. P.S. The famous Japanese author Murakami Haruki wrote about the sarin gas attack incident called Underground, the Tokyo Gas Attack and the Japanese Psyche, which I recommend everyone listening or reading if they would like to learn the firsthand accounts from the survivors or members of Alm and Emergency Services. Murakami went to to great lengths to interview those involved, and it is a harrowing but important read. PPS. I also shouted out this amazing podcast on Office Ladies when they rewatched the seminar episode after I discovered that a familiar voice called Chris Smith had a role on the show. This honestly blew my mind when I first realized it as somebody watching uh, The Office for the first time. And it may not be a big deal to you, Chris, but it's so, so cool, especially for a 15-year-old TV podcast fanatic. Uh-huh. Ha ha. <laughs> I didn't know if you knew this, but Jenna Fisher has been listening to The Alarmist after I recommended the episode to her. 
Jenna gave oh, you a, yeah, a huge. She's uh, Kanako. Yeah, she's Kanako. She's the one who wrote into oh, the that's office ladies. Amazing. <laughs> wow. Kanako, thank you so much. That was really nice of you. Uh, uh, we need to get more famous people on board with the alarmist. Maybe uh, <laughs> you could have Jenna and Angela on as a special guest. Here's now. Uh, for now, I'm dreaming. Best Kanako. If, if Kanako could set it up, <laughs> could we do it? Yeah. Kanako. They seem to have a really um, good connection over there. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I mean, that was awesome. And, and yeah, they did an episode on uh, an episode I did on uh from the office and then Kanako put it together that uh, I was and recommended the alar alarmist to her and Jenna she gave us a big shout out. It was amazing. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. so, so thank you, Kanako. Thank you, Kanako, for not only awesome. your great recommendation. It was a fun episode. Well, I wouldn't say fun, but, uh, you know, a, a very important episode to research yeah. on. And I wouldn't have, I, I, I hadn't heard of it. And also for writing into the office ladies and uh, procuring that shout out. And I think you're our, technically our agent now. <laughs> yeah. So congratulations you're on like that. Our, um, what's that like when you're, you donate, you contribute and you're like in like the presidential circle or something, you're like the <laughs> highest level. Yeah, she's a donor. premier goal. She's a premier member. Alarmy <laughs> yeah. so. member. Platinum. Platinum, yeah. Uh -huh, Platinum uh -huh. select. <laughs> One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have 
and Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Um, okay, this is from Amanda. And Amanda writes, Bone to Pick. Hi, Alarmist. I definitely love your show, and I've been a fan since its inception. Thanks for all you uh, do in bringing justice to our world. (laughs) With that said, I do have a bone to pick about the outcome of the Nightmare Before Christmas episode. While it's been a few years since I've seen the movie, I'm a millennial, and that shit is burned into my memory. I'm also a licensed therapist, and I'd like to challenge blaming Jack for not doing the work. (laughs) It's Whoa. really <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really hard to do the work when a person's environment is not supportive. Clearly, Jack has been exploited by the mayor, a literally two-faced politician for his body, uh spooks and haunts. Mm-hmm. Blaming Jack not doing the work for trauma Christmas is like blaming NFL players for all of their concussions. Oh. Also, you didn't blame Bill Clinton for the very for uh the very own scandal he caused, so I think you have uh, some bias against the dead that you might want to unpack. <laughs> this is sarcasm. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that you put this as sarcasm in parentheses. That's anyway, helpful. I think Tim Burton needs to go to the alarmist jail for being a diabolical living person, and the two-faced mayor gets the big slap. As wow. an aside, in a mailbag episode, a listener suggested a tragedy and cited malcolm gladwell's the outliers and what's a true tragedy is that book and he should go to the alarmist jail give the podcast if books could kill listen uh they do an episode on bad signs in that book Mm, okay happy new year amanda from Asheville, north carolina okay it's interesting this angle now i I think we talked a lot about this sort of exploitative system of the Halloween world, but what Amanda assumes here is that the two-faced politician is sort of in charge of that system. Mm. But I don't know that that's been determined. I don't, I, I don't know if he's a part of it or if he's, he's running it. And to, mm. to me, it could be just, that's just status quo of what happens here. Everyone just participates you know, and Jack mm-hmm. being the sort of leader there. He's sort of the de facto leader, sort of like culture leader there. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Man, there's a lot to unpack to borrow from the therapy world. Amanda will appreciate that, right? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, don't I don't know. I, 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 in my reviewing of the movie, it, it didn't it seemed like jack was the leader of that community right and it was almost like a self-imposed uh maybe it wasn't that he it wasn't that it was self-imposed but his status as being you know a celebrity of sorts in halloween town i'm really uh like zeroing in on the word environment that she used in the email like it's really it's hard to do the work in the environment. And then she mm-hmm. gave the example of like blaming F- NFL players for their concussions. Mm-hmm. Um, and that to me, it's like, if you want to go that route, that's a more like pulling back much bigger. It's like, okay, so then who's responsible for the environment, right? It's mm-hmm. like, why? I listened to some very interesting commentary about like, why do with the football thing? Why do football players put themselves in that mm-hmm. play in that 
danger. And the response was, there's always going to be a certain segment of the population who the only way they could make that much money is to literally like lease their body out. Mm. Uh, so Capitalism. it's worth like the, yeah, it's like worth the risk. So it's like, okay, so then how do you bring that to the world of nightmare before Christmas? Like and who's responsible for keeping these worlds stuck in their worlds really right. instead of having a, and that's like, I don't know, is that really, that's a lot of speculation. I feel this like happens we were kind of to, right, right. This happens to us when we talk about movies a lot is that we sort <laughs> of, we end up on the director writer kind of tip, which is like blaming God for some of these. Yeah. I feel like we have to work with the given circumstances, mm -hmm. which is like Jack being this like king of Halloween land and mm -hmm. Maybe it's like he didn't seek help <laughs> or, yeah. mm -hmm. I mean, because he could have gotten a, even just a second opinion, not maybe not even from a, a another professional, right. just like a friend. Yeah. I, it also makes me think of like that conversation, like him, regardless of the environment, like it doesn't really excuse the, like the, a lot of but we were talking about him going to another land and being like, Oh, I can do this better. I'm just going to do this now. Right. Like, right. That's not an environmental thing. That's like a, that's an inner, that's a personality thing. Like a, a personal, like bravado. Yeah. Cause not I'm everybody has that can... same instinct. Yeah. <laughs> I, not, def I, I would... definitely don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, no. you know, we gotta, we gotta listen to Amanda though. She is a licensed therapist mm -hmm. and you know, you it's wonder true. if she, if Jack got to sit down and have a couple sessions with Amanda, if things might've turned out a little differently. Yeah. No Amanda in, in, in uh, Halloween town. No. And Maybe. I do take her point that it's hard for him to kind of be doing this work when he goes back to home and everyone's like, Jack, 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 like, you know, yeah, you're yeah. the best. You do yeah, yeah, things. yeah. Totally. I totally hear that. So really interesting. Thank you so much for writing in Amanda. Now, this next email we got actually included an audio file. Oh. And this is from Raina. And uh, Clayton, can you play the file? Sure, I can. Hi, Alarmist Pod. This is Raina, your loyal follower. I started listening the month of December 2022 after I heard about it on the Office Ladies Pod. And I've got to say, I started from the very beginning. I started with the Titanic episode. I just assumed I would fall in love with this podcast after listening to the trailer. And I was right. So I didn't want to miss anything on the way. And I've listened nonstop to only the alarmist since I started I all my other podcasts have fallen by the wayside <laughs> and I have listened to every episode so far except for the COVID-19 related ones because I just can't go through that again it's giving me flashbacks but I asked that that was two episodes that I've missed I've listened to every other one, and right now I'm about to listen to the Romanoffs episode. So just want to say, love you guys. You're amazing. I love this podcast, and keep up the good work. Thank you, Raina. So nice. That's really, really nice. nice. It's nice when you can hear hear your uh, alarmy voices out there. Oh, yeah. Um, I appreciate her telling us where she is in the process mm -hmm. of re-listening or, or listening to Alarmist for the first time. And I totally understand having PTSD about uh, the pandemic and not wanting to re-listen mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. those episodes. 
Now, did we ever, we never did, we did like Alarmy, um, what was it? We did like uh, Alarmy uh, emergency episodes where we talked a little bit about that or did we ever, we didn't really ever get into the COVID-19 sort of I did talk to a a guest expert in the beginning of the pandemic. Oh, okay. And I remember it was before the shutdown and I remember vividly asking him if it was okay if I still went to the gym. Yeah. So that's how wow. not shut down we were. <laughs> and I was, I just remember going to the gym and being very anxious and yeah. being like, we shouldn't be doing this. Right. And just to remind everyone, I went on a cruise the week before. <laughs> yes. Happened. <laughs> that's how not locked down we were. And this is after all the news stories about the cruises getting stranded. Oh my goodness. Yeah. For, for weeks. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you I had thinking? information we really... that would have really that, <laughs> we, that yeah, you should have a, used to yeah, not go really on the cruise. Bad, I lucked out. Bold decision, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but you you did not get COVID. Uh, we God. did look at each other though when you were on that cruise and all this news was coming in. And we were like, "That's scary." I hope he comes mm-hmm. back. <laughs> <laughs> Raina, well, thank you for that recommendation. Uh, the let's put nicholas the second the Tsar nicholas the second up on our list mm-hmm. um because i do want to cover that now that was the the Tsar before the romanovs uh went into or or um yeah 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 that that would be the Tsar before the romanov family went um into power in Russia. So that'll be cool to kind of like, we're working backwards here. We already covered the Romanovs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but we'll put that up on the board. Now we're running out of time, Clayton. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do have more emails. I'll read one more and uh, here we, and if I uh, missed your email, we'll, we'll, we'll still save you for the uh, next mailbag. <laughs> The cow was not to blame. That's the subject. One dark night, when we were all in bed, Mrs. O'Leary left a lantern in the shed, and then the cow kicked it over. She winked her eye and said, it's going to be a hot time in the old town tonight. Fire, fire, fire. Turns out, Mrs. O'Leary went to bed early that night, and something else in the little barn next to her home ignited the Great Chicago Fire of 1871. Please consider this story for a future podcast episode. I got suspense. It's got suspense, intrigue, and incompetence that would be mirrored by the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory Fire 40 years later. Wow. I love the podcast. Mm. Hope to one day hear your thoughts on the Great Chicago Fire. P.S. I tried jalapa jar salsa and it is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite is the sweet and heat. Thank you, Jenny from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Well, that's cool. Thank you for trying jalapa. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that Jenny had the jalapa jar shipped. Yeah, I don't think they have any stores in Iowa, but maybe they do. So or maybe, maybe she drove. Can, I don't know. Above drove and beyond. To get it. But for those of you who don't know, Jalapa Jar, if you listen to the Bernie Madoff, was it Bernie Madoff? No. No, Enron. The Enron episode. Um, my brother Steve is a guest. He has a company called Jalapa Jar, him and my my cousin Tommy. And that's uh that's where that came from, if you didn't hear that episode yet. Um now 
the great Chicago fire. I've been wanting to do this. Mm. Uh, and I feel like we should put it up, put it in our schedule soon. Clay, what yeah. do you think about that? I think that's probably a good call. I was honestly shocked when listening to you read that and thinking, wow, we haven't done that. Yeah. I was, uh, at a, a birthday recently talking to a, a friend of mine, uh, their husband, and uh, he is a disaster researcher. And of course, I had a million questions. And he, he really uh, focuses on fire-related disasters. Sure. Um, anyway, I was like, I have to have you on the show. Please Please come be on the show. I'll I'll think of a a, a fire episode for you. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. And I think we've got one. So this is exciting. Uh, thank you for your suggestion, Jenny, and thank you for uh, trying Jalapajar. Um, now before we go, I want to encourage everyone to rate, review, and subscribe. This is the time in the podcast where I plea with our alarmy. If you haven't already, please rate, review, subs subscribe. Uh, it really helps continue grow the podcast. And as you know, we have a goal of 1 million episodes. And that's not an easy feat. Mm -mm, we no. are not going to do that on our own. No. It's impossible. So with you, we can achieve that goal. <laughs> um, the, and we're going to get there, Rebecca, but I just also had one thing to add about for this episode earlier. We were talking about the size of a Snickers bar. Yeah. You guys remember? Okay. Uh -huh. I did some poking around throughout our episode. You might have noticed my mind was a little distracted, but um, <laughs> no. there's this thing called trinkflation, which obviously, sh sorry, shrinkflation, shrinkflation, okay. Okay. which shrink. is... Which is they reduce the size of the product, right? Um, like candy companies or, any, you know, any company, whatever. Okay. And uh, continue to charge the same price or whatever. And there's this Reddit uh, page, um, R Mildly Infuriating, where this guy posted a Snickers bar from the 80s versus one now. And the difference is major, guys. Mm. It's like, th it's it's thinner. It's like, so he saved an, a, a Snickers bar from the 80s for years? To that was the it. first question. Time capsule. He put it in a time capsule. Mm. Stop. That's how he had it preserved. Found a time capsule. He found, found someone else's time. time capsule? He found someone else's time capsule. Mm. And he the put it side by side with an old, an old Snickers and a new okay, Snickers. Now it gets a little sketch, right? The story starts getting a little look, sketch. Here, he found look at someone it. I wanna, else's. I want well, some I, more no, sources, he didn't say though. someone else. He said, I found a time capsule. Look, I'm showing Rebecca the screen right now. Mm -hmm. Look mm -hmm. at the difference. But I want more sources because Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, there's other sources. The Daily Mail has done an article oh, about okay. it. I there's, have heard about products shrink, you know. Tastingtable.com uh, has a whole article about it. There are different products and they just like reduce the size of the product. It's called shrinkflation mm, 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 and mm. I'm pretty much I've an expert I've heard about businesses <laughs> shrinking their <laughs> products and uh, charging the same price. I have Chris's heard about book that. about shrinkflation is coming out next month, y'all. Yes, so the subject stay I, tuned. I just learned about um, is actually, <laughs> I might, you can have me as a guest expert. But we, what we don't know, I, I do believe in shrinkflation, but what we don't know is if Snickers has participated in shrinkflation. Right. 
So I'm we'll telling have, you, they we'll have. have I'm on, on the it. side of that. Yes, they have. Well, before. Uh, How about this? How about this? Snickers. I'm sure you have some old Snickers in your vault too. Send us a Snickers from the 80s and one from now, and I'll see if I can take the same size bite out of both of them. <laughs> and then we'll know. And then we'll know. Well, you've been known to take an entire, you to eat an entire Snickers bar in one bite. So. In one bite. So if I can't do it to both, then there's something going on there. <laughs> Clayton, I, I wanted you to read, uh, uh, I wanted you to help our listeners rate, review, and su- subscribe by reading sure. uh, 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 review. a review um and and kind of giving them a taste of of what a a a new review might might sure like i think i got a good one um from v cully they say now i'm alarmed lol five stars and they say as a person with anxiety i try to keep from being quote alarmed lol but this is one of the most interesting and enjoyable podcasts i listen to I heard about while listening to the Office Ladies pod with Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey. Another shout out. Now I'm working my way back through the content. So I'll just say listening to the Office Ladies and the Alarmist makes me wonder who's to blame for the demise of must-see TV. Mm. Network execs, the internet, cultural appropriation, TiVo. I'm so interested to know. Thanks for the podcast. Mm. Great review. review nice, with a nice review. Also suggestions. Also culprits. Like really going yeah. the extra, the extra mile. mile. Yeah, that's hell of an alarm. But you can there. also just say love the show. So yeah. you don't even have to go the extra mile. No. Yeah, you certainly don't have to. But you know, t- t- hat tip to the reviewer there. Thank you. Well. Stay tuned because next week we're going to be discussing the myth of Bloody Mary. Erios. Powered by ACAST. 